great timing. You're just in time for happy hour. My name is Isabella Voss, and I just realized my internal monologue sounds like a cross between Gordon Ramsay being served raw lamb and Ed the Sock. Happy Day of the Dead and Dia de los Muertos. Pour yourself a drink and let's jump into it. First things first, Day of the Dead is not just Mexican Halloween. Simply put, the Day of the Dead is a celebration of life and respect to show our loved ones who have passed on we're still thinking about them. It's also a way to reunite with them. The gates of heaven open at midnight on October 31st. This is so the deceased children who have passed on can reunite with their families. The next day, the adults join the party. Now, traveling to visit your living loved ones on Earth is probably pretty tiring, so altars are set up in people's homes and in cemeteries. These are stocked up with offerings for your loved ones who have come all this way to visit. Altars are going to have everything from pictures of your loved ones who have passed on, to their favorite foods, chocolates, nuts, tortillas. Now, if this is the first day and it's for kids, you might have out their favorite toys or candies. The next day when the adults show up, there's probably gonna be some mezcal or really good tequila. Look, if I'm visiting from another plane of existence, I'm gonna expect you to put out the good stuff. Now, when I say altars, I really mean, yes, a traditional altar like you may be thinking, but it can also be something as simple as a table. Now, these altars are decorated with bright yellow and orange marigold flowers, along with copas, resin, incense, and the incense is meant to purify and offer praise to the deceased family who's visiting. So, when did this all start? About 7,000 years ago or so, the Aztecs, Toltecs, and Nahua considered the dead to still be a part of the community, and they looked forward to their yearly return. So this is a heck of a family reunion. Perhaps the most iconic imagery when anyone says Day of the Dead is the famous sugar skulls. But where did those come from? Well, Day of the Dead is celebrated in Mexico and Latin America. All Souls and All Saints Day is celebrated in Spain, Italy, and the Philippines. Now, they may be related in the sense that you're seeing loved ones or you're paying honor, homage to your loved ones. But the only place you're really going to see the sugar skulls are central and southern Mexico. This is kind of ironic because the sugar skull tradition itself comes from the 17th century Italian missionaries. Now, in Palermo, it's been tradition to make sugar lambs and sugar angels for All Saints Day and Easter, and it carried on from there. The teeny sugar skulls are put out first for the angelitos, or baby children, who return, and the larger ones on November 2nd for the adults. They're usually not eaten as much as meant to delight the visiting deceased. 
Now for the skull makeup and costumes, this has evolved as well into parades that we can see Mexico City and down. I highly encourage you to look up Day of the Dead altars, makeup, and costumes, or traditional wear, I should say. It is some of the most elaborate and ornate artistic work you are ever going to see. Everything from candles and flowers and, again, loved things for your loved ones. Imagine sending a care package to someone you haven't seen in a year. It's a way to keep them alive in our memories, in our hearts, and in our souls. And can you do this for animals as well? Why not? I don't know about you, but I would much rather see my dog who ran away in the third grade than that mean old lady who used to hit me with a wooden spoon. It used to bewilder me when people would ask where I'm from. I'm from here. Racially ambiguous. But now, I've learned to appreciate my off-white skin tone and exotic-looking features. Where is she from? Am I Brazilian? Am I Greek? Is Costa Rica an island? And where in the world is Malta? One carefully practiced look of disappointment with a dash of are you kidding me is all you need to confuse nosy strangers and your boyfriend's mom when she asks if you celebrate Independence Day where you come from. Racially ambiguous. Yes, the new trend in people is here. We're now available in a wide variety of flavors, colors, and eye shapes, very often with no discernible accent or spice level profile. Try Racially Ambiguous, the new scent by D.O.T.R. Just one spritz and you'll be sure to intrigue and bemuse. Racially Ambiguous. Racially Ambiguous. Keep them guessing. Available where all fine imaginary products are sold. It's time for What's in Your Glass? And today we're going to be doing tequila lemonade two ways. Now, if you've been listening along, you now know how to make simple syrup, not so simple syrup, and how to infuse liquor. So when it comes to tequila lemonade, it's a refreshing standby that you can change into a hundred different ways because tequila and lemon play really well with others. So the first step is lemonade. I always recommend make it from scratch. If you have the lemons, if you have the thyme, there really is no substituting fresh ingredients. But if you're in a pinch or just don't feel like it, <laughs> buy some lemonade and we'll go from there. So the first kind we're gonna make is spicy. So what I did is yesterday, and I like mine quite spicy, uh, so I would say just around 20 hours, I took a jalapeno, I washed it, I took the whole thing, 
cut it into quarters. Then I put this in a mason jar with tequila and I used Casamigos. So what I like to do is I take about three lemons worth, squeeze that juice in, add some completely simple, simple syrup. I add about a shot and a half of my infused spicy tequila and call it a day. Now, if you want to get really fancy, what I chose to do is I noticed I had some cilantro in my fridge. So I added this cilantro or coriander. I would say a good few sprigs. Now I didn't chop it. I just kind of roughed them up, rolled them around, gave it a shake, and there you go. So we have a spicy but really refreshing jalapeno tequila lemonade. This is a fantastic one to make by the pitcher as well. It's super easy, just adjust to taste. Now the second one I made is really nice as well. This might be a bigger crowd pleaser. And again, lemons play really well with others. And this one is really straightforward. What I did is I made the lemonade first. Then I took some fresh basil. And the way I like to do it with herbs is you roll them up so that they're almost like a cylinder and you give them a good coarse chop. I let that sit in the lemonade for about a day or so. I did this when I infused my jalapeno tequila. Pop that in the fridge. Then what I did is I added regular Casamigos, my fresh lemons, gave it all a shake, and there you go. Basil infused tequila lemonade. Again, it sounds much fancier than it is and always garnish with what you're making the drink with. So take a few of those basil leaves, throw them on top, and there you go. Umi, I just made a fancy little cocktail for you. Salud! It's time for, huh, I didn't know that. Here are a few fun facts about black cats. The gene that causes black cat fur may actually make these felines more resistant to disease. Even though their coloring is what gives them a spooky reputation, these felines may be getting the last laugh after all. The mutation that causes a cat's fur to be black is in the same genetic family as the genes known to give humans resistance to diseases like HIV. Some scientists think the color of these cats may have less to do with camouflage and more to do with their disease resistance. They're hoping as more cat genomes are mapped, we may be one step closer to curing HIV. There's no one black cat breed. The Cat Fanciers Association, the CFA, recognizes 22 different breeds that can have solid black coats, including the Japanese Bobtail, the Scottish Fold, the Norwegian Forest Cat, but the Bombay breed is what most people picture, a copyright all-black shorthair, which really makes me want to adopt a black cat of my own and name him Wakanda. Black cats were a sailor's best friend. Not only were cats welcome aboard British vessels to hunt mice, but sailors thought black cats in particular would bring good luck and ensure a safe return home. A few of the kittens, kitties, have been enshrined in maritime history, much like Tiddles, who traveled more than 30,000 miles during his time with the Royal Navy. 
His favorite pastime was playing with the captain's bell rope. Tiddles! And finally, in some cultures, black cats are considered good luck. In Japan, if you're a single woman, owning a black cat is said to increase your number of suitors. If you're in Germany and one crosses your path from right to left, good things are on the horizon. This episode has been brought to you by Petty Theft. Because no, I'm not going to buy my own pens, tiny post-its, or elastic bands. We already have those at work. Petty Theft. Because you don't pay me enough. Well, thanks for joining me today on Day of the Dead. And whether you celebrate it or not, maybe just send a little, we're thinking about you, to those who are gone, but not forgotten. That's the end of my drink and the end of the show. And remember, from my heart to yours, a baby spider is called a spiderling. (laughs) Spiderling! I hate spiders. This has been a Cat Flap production in association with Not For Sale Media.